It's all fun and games until someone gets trapped. This month our torture is to try and make sense of the convoluted franchise that is Saw. You're listening to episode 25 of the Devil Times 5 Horror Podcast. I'm Cliff, and my fellow game players are CJ, Bryony, Emily and Phil. Hey. Hello. Hello. It's only been 12 days since we last recorded, so do we actually even have any highs and lows? Yeah. I've I've watched two films. I've watched two films. Let's let's go for it then. Let's start with Emily. Um, I've literally watched one film that wasn't Saw, and that was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Nice. Is that a high or a low? Ah, somewhere in between. It divides people. Yeah, it's it's a high for the Dennis Potter. Dennis Potter? Dennis Potter. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to watch Dennis Potter going down. Yeah, there's less kind of druggy mental and more kind of thinking about death and um, dying. But um, yeah, and tits for some reason. But um, <laughs> d- uh, no, it's uh, Dennis Hopper being mental, which is always um, always entertaining. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit goofy. It's probably a bit too goofy, but I quite liked it. And it took me a long time to get around to seeing it because I love the original so much. And I was just thinking, no, that looks naff. And they've done a poster that looks like The Breakfast Club. And I hate The Breakfast Club. And, <laughs> uh, but no, it's it okay. So. Yeah, I I go back and forth on it really. Um, like sometimes I love it, sometimes I think it's just all right, and um, it doesn't need to exist. But for a film that really doesn't ought not to exist, really, um, mm. it's it's oh. it's good fun. And yeah, it's just just set piece after set piece, really, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Not much yeah, it's, it's it's a good late night silly film. Yeah. What did everyone else think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two? I love it. It's like a real splatter movie from the eighties. Uh, just so much great prosthetic gore it's really funny really hysterical like you know it gets crazier and crazier as it goes on and i uh, i love that it's like watching a sort of warner brothers cartoon but a yeah. extremely gory one uh cool right um who should we have next phil uh i've only watched two films so i, I guess one will be a high and one will be a low sure. <laughs> um well low's bird box i suppose bird box um, yeah it's really, really slow, really boring. It's really not scary. Um, it doesn't have a good story. It's got bad acting. It's just, yeah. I, I can't think of much to recommend it, really. But my high was um, uh, Murder Party, which I quite liked. Oh, oh that's, that's good, fun, that. yeah. Mm. Um, that's lots of fun. That's very gory. It's list. very funny. It takes the piss out of people I quite like having the piss taken out of. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's yeah. perfect. It's a group of, uh, it's a sort of group of art students. I think it's my favourite of Jeremy Sony's films so far. I haven't seen his new one yet. Yeah. What other films has he done? Um, Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin, Green Room, and what's the new one called? Oh, yeah, Hold, they're all great. Hold the Dark. Right. Yeah. It's, Hold the Dark. Yeah. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah, I particularly like Green Room. But yeah, there's my highs and my lows. Take them. All right. <laughs> Bryony. I guess it's a high and a low. I don't know if I talked about this last month, but I watched Phenomenum. Phenomena. Phenomen- Phenomenum. Uh, it's fine. I, I'm sort of I'm, I'm educating it's myself fine. on Argento. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. I liked that it had metal. That was that was a nice change. Goblin was still involved. Uh, out of the limited sort of five or six Argento films I've watched, it's not the one I'd immediately go. That's the best one. Like it's not Tenenbaugh, but um, what's the face from the Labyrinth does an all right job in it with her bugs and stuff. It was a middle. It's not even a high or a low for me. It's a middle. Oh, okay. I love it. It's one of my favourite Argentos. CJ! I only watched two films. One of them was okay. One of them was dreadful. 
the dreadful one was actually a rewatch of something that I saw on the cinema in 2002 and hated. Why did I watch it again? Well, I watched it again because my mum, uh, every Christmas, sends me a bunch of DVDs that she's bought from either Poundland or the charity shop. Uh, none of them cost more than a pound. Uh, the Poundland ones are the high-end uh, charity shop, low-end. Uh, and she bought me, uh, this year amongst others, a DVD of My Little Eye. Uh, if anyone remembers that, it was yeah. sort of the, the concept was great. It was basically Big Brother, but with murder. Uh, but oh my god, that is a senseless, incoherent mess of a film. I just I hated it all over again. And, and I was just so angry with myself for watching it a second time, having hated it so much <laughs> the first time. And I was just like, I did not see. 16 years later, here I'd be watching this crap again, but, but there you go. <laughs> Let's hope your mum doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, she'll be gutted, but I always, I always feel like an obligation to watch all the DVDs that she sends, because they're never ones that I've recently watched. They're either ones that I've seen years ago, or they're ones that are completely so obscure that I've never seen them. And occasionally you do get a winner, so I feel like I have to go through them, uh, and My Little Eye was not, not the one. Yeah, yeah, it's from that era where all these films about like dangerous dangers of the internet and like anyone who's ever been to a computer club oh, is the most yeah. elite hacker <laughs> ever. You know? I so love shit. those films. Yeah, I, I watched I watched Fear dot com today actually. Oh, oh like, it's so bad. Yeah, it is bad. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's got so, some good imagery, it's but just, it's got some great spinning gifs. <laughs> the olden days oh, of the internet. Spinning gifs. Uh, CJ, you're high. My high for this month uh, was not really a high uh, by any other month, but since I only watched two films and it was a lot, lot better than my lie, uh, my high was a movie called Killer Inc. That's Inc as in tattoos rather than Inc as in corporation. Uh, Killer tattoos. Yeah, it's a retitling of a film called Anarchy Parlor, which is a terrible name. Um, But yeah, it's actually quite fun. It was made in 2015, but it looks like it was made in 2006 because it's a total hostile knockoff. Uh, A bunch of people go to Lithuania, American tourists and a couple of British tourists, uh, and they all get tortured, but by a killer tattooist. So there's a lot of tattoo-related gore and things being done with skin that shouldn't be done with skin. Uh, And it's really gross, and there's a load of gore and nudity, and it is trashy as fuck. But you know what? It was undemanding. I sat there and I just went, yeah, I know know what I'm going to get here, and I got it. And sometimes that's enough. It sounds right up my alley. I'm going to check that out. But there's a film that played at Fright Fest last year called uh, Perfect Skin, which is about a killer tattooist. And it was fucking dreadful. It was so bad. But um, I feel bad saying that because it's obviously like quite a, uh, what do you call it? A, la- a labour of love for everyone involved. But, you know. Okay, my, my low is um, a film from 2014 called Dementia, which is a kind of... Um, it's like one of those old 90s uh, psycho thrillers, like it, but it's like a care assistant from hell who goes to look after this old man who was a Vietnam, a Vietnam vet and uh, she's obviously got an ulterior motive and it's obvious what it is. It's obvious that why she's targeting him and it's just really boring and shit. Uh, Dementia Part 2 played at Fright Fest last year, so presumably that's coming out soon and apparently it's much more fun. So apparently it's like a kind of comedy take on the same thing, which will be interesting to see, but the original is tedious. And my high is, um, Phil, you had it as your 2018 high last time, Annihilation, which uh, I watched off the back of your recommendation. 
And um, yeah, I thought it was good. It's not oh, got the highest high I've ever had, but you know, it's been the best thing I've seen in the last 12 days. It's nice to see that kind of uh, sort of military trek through the wilderness or whatever done by women rather than just... Because it reminded me of films like um, Rituals. Predator. The 70s film Rituals or, the, yeah. or even The Ritual from a couple of years ago. Um, but with all-female cast, which was a nice change. And some really good gore, really good um, production design. Uh, yeah. Some ropey CGI. I don't remember any gore in that movie. That was loads. Yeah. When they I really don't remember cut it. fellas' intestines open. Yeah. And these were like, oh, look at my, my wibbly intestines. Isn't yeah, snaky, snaky in my gut, which Shimmer did that. <laughs> All I remember is just slow, slow walking, and then everything went psychedelic, and I was like, yeah. I, I, I rewatched that on um, Phil's recommendation, and I, I switched off halfway through because I've seen it before, and I was like, that's pretty and nice. And then I rewatched it, I was like, I'm just very bored. Yeah. I'm just really bored. Like, so I would sad. rather be watching Predator if I want Army in the Jungle. And, like, it's got pretty bits, but it's... It reminds me of going to a gallery, because I do like going to galleries, but I like doing it quite quickly. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever I'm on, on holiday, I'm like, ooh, there's a gallery. It's the sort of thing I should go to about 45 minutes, isn't it? Yeah, it'll kill an hour. I went up to I went up to London the other day. My wife's like, "Should we go to the Saatchi?" And we're like, "We'll go up six hours before the show." It was like, uh, "What are we going to do for five and a half hours?" <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Annihilation has some some great bits, but I don't think I'd sit through it again. So they were our highs and lows, and now this is one for the sore heads. <laughs> There's no I, I knew, way to I talk knew about you this. Were gonna use that. I, Did you? I, I was thinking, I wasn't going to use that. I thought I'd better. Predictable bitch. I, I'll tell you what I could have used. It'll get bloody and it'll get gory. Clapped in the net like a mandarin sore breach. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Also, uh, Rizzle Kicks, their rap in the Ollie Murs song, Heart Skips a Beat, uh, they rhyme seesaw with took it to the cinema to seesaw. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not their finest rhyme. Uh, right, there is no way to talk about the Saw movies without enormous spoilers. So be warned, spoilers from here on out. Our first feature, of course, is James Wan's 2004 film, Saw. Hello, Adam. Dr. Gordon. I want to play a game. The jigsaw killer. Paul, find the path with the razor wire. Technically speaking, he's not really a murderer. He never killed anyone. Dr. Gordon, your aim in this game is to kill Adam. If you do not, then Diana will die. He finds ways for his victims to kill themselves. I'm sick of people who don't appreciate their blessings. I've given you a life purpose. Looks like our friend Jigsaw likes to book himself front row seats to his own sick games. He doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through our feet. giving me all the feels that <laughs> two men a surgeon and a photographer wake up chained to a disused bathroom along with a corpse a dictaphone and two rusty hacksaws they will have to work together but ultimately outwit each other as only one of them can survive the bizarre game they've been thrown into uh so saw a modern classic yeah Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. Yeah, game. No, bullshit! Terrible bullshit! <laughs> oh. 
It's a, it's a. Yeah. <laughs> Fight is on. Um, I'm not going to win this, am I? I think this is of, of all of the ones that we've ever done. This is I can't. I, I think this is going to be the one where we diverge more spectacularly than any other because I can't see anything good about these films. At all. Not even the first one. What? How do you not like the first film? I just think it's terrible. Terrible. It's got feel... it's got an amazing premise. Like the bathroom trap is just such a. It's all the fun of an escape room, isn't it? Before they before escape rooms are really a before thing. Before they existed, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the idea is ripped off from Mad Max, right? It's the ending of Mad Max just sort of made into a film. I Not guess. really, just because somebody's <laughs> chained up somewhere. I mean, there's been a lot of films where people have been chained up, but none before Saw, where two people were chained up in a bathroom at opposite ends of the bathroom. I mean, that's different. <laughs> just because you're chained up. <laughs> It's not the same. Can you explain the Mad Max uh, reference? I don't remember anything about Mad Max. I haven't seen it in. At the end kid. of Mad Max, um, the 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 last guy he's got to kill is um, he's by a burning car, and he chains his foot to the car and gives him a gives him a saw and says, "Now that that like uh, chain is high tensile steel, you can cut through it in like five minutes. But if you're lucky, you can cut through your ankle in thirty seconds." Yeah. Did you watch the Irish dub? do you not think it could be an intentional homage because it's an australian production so you know it's it's a nice abstract uh reference i guess it it definitely is because there's that documentary not quite hollywood about exploitation and they they have the guys behind saw in that and they actually said it was consciously sort of paying tribute to those oh right oh Oh, okay wow Yeah, it comes early that, that Lawrence um, realises that that's their choice. So it's not like... Uh, it does, yes, it does yeah. come early. And, and, and also, there's a lot more to the film than just the guy saw and he's like, off. Like, that's kind yeah. of the, the money shot, but there's a lot of thrusting before yeah. you get there, you know? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's the <laughs> thrusting that's, that's really the, <laughs> the meat of, um, the, of the movie. I honestly don't believe that Jigsaw ever thrusted in his entire life. <laughs> but he's in his... Why, well, all right, all right, you say that. Why is he in his pants? How did he get down to his pants? That's what I want to know. Why did he get down to his pants? There was no reason for him to be in his pants. It's a good question. Why Why did he choose to be naked? Well, he's in, he's in his vest and boxer shorts, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. It's just more shocking. I suppose it just makes it more of a what-the-fuck-is-he-doing-here kind of mm. situation. What's happened to him? But Phil, were you not like mind blown at that that ending? Where he, it's the greatest twist. I mean, ever. It is a fab so, twist. So beautifully executed. The way he just kind of slowly gets up and the music. Oh, it's just yeah, fucking. It perfect. made me emotional this time. <laughs> it was. It's such. It's so cleverly done. The, t- that, the way it's edited is the timing of the editing and everything is just perfect. Oh, the editing gets me down so much. I hate right. the saw editing. Like the sort of <laughs> yeah. The first time it. I watched it in the cinema, um, I was really fucked off with all that fast cutting. And I, I was thinking yeah. in my old man curmudgeonly way uh, mm. when I was, what, 29, whatever, 28. <laughs> <laughs> 29. Um, I was thinking, oh, but imagine what Lucho Fulci would have done with these torture scenes. They'd have been yeah. stretched out. They'd have been, mm. the camera would not have you know, uh, turned away for a moment. You wouldn't have all this fast cutting where you can hardly see what's happening. Now I see that it was just incredibly ahead of its time. And it's really yeah. good that most, most, if not all of the sequels, um, 
carry on with that that fast cutting trope that it's that it introduces in the first film, do along with plenty of other tropes and uh, recurrent things. Did James Wan do a Fast and Furious film or two? Yes, he did. did. He did yeah. Fast Seven. There's a lot of that in there. I saw one. I saw a James Wan one at the cinema, and it had the similar sort of like stupid cutting, but it was done to the to the point of absurdity. It was brilliant. Well, I will happily watch anything he directs. I, I mean, I, I like James Wan, uh, but I think what was nice about his editing in Saw is that it wasn't so much he had a dream that he was going to cut everything like that. It was that they had absolutely fuck all money. So a lot of it was like all the, the murder scenes were just like really fast cut together stills um, because that, that was all they could manage to do. Uh, and like the scene in the car, which is probably the, the car chase. Bit. The car chase is definitely <laughs> the bit where you see the budget the most. Mm. Yeah. But I love that they gave it a go and they're just like shaking the camera and like a little cardboard <laughs> car or whatever. I mean, it, it, it's got that sort of real punk rock vibe. But at the time, I, I was like, Cliff, I watched it like when it first came out and thought, yeah, I'm not entirely sure about this just because I, I was so used to films on the cinema looking better than that like more professional uh but i think looking back now now that low budget films are, are much more prevalent like like you know blumhouse every film is five million dollars now uh it, 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 i think what they did with saw was really really innovative and it's got such a like it's it's quite offensive the way it's edited and i like that it's a bit of yeah. a fuck you uh, and I think that just adds to to how I mean. Think about the context. The movies that we were getting back then were all soggy dead girls coming out of wells. Everything was PG. It was really dull. And then Saw came out of nowhere, and it, even I wasn't ready for it. Uh, and, and I think now, now I've, I've very much drank the Saw Saw Kool Aid over the years. But I mean, just looking back now, it's just such a just such a punch to to horror at the time that was so like week and it had to happen i'm so glad it did mm. brian had you never seen any of these films before no i had i've seen one and two before uh, i saw okay. one on a very slow laptop maybe a year after it came out did that make uh, the editing seem normal watching yeah. it slow <laughs> laptop? i was wondering that <laughs> it, it all i remember because i re-watched it and all i remember was her that's uh bloke from men in tights um mm. Good. Oh, Carrie yeah. Elwes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, it's him. He's not the greatest actor. Towards the end, where he where he's really starting to panic, he is terrible acting. As he well. does um, serious, <laughs> ridiculous camp quite well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, when you watch a film and it makes you laugh, there's a bit that makes you laugh so much, and then you just kind of like go on and on and on with your mm. mates about it. So there's mm. a bit where he's cut his leg off. Spoilers. Um, and he's like, I have to go, or surely I will bleed to death. <laughs> yeah, that is but fabulous. I, and that's <laughs> all I remember is just him going. <laughs> <laughs> and his his um but his face he... has gone purple by this point as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I just kind of imagine this sort of parallel universe where him and the main guy, uh, is it Jeffrey Combs out of Reanimator? They kind of swapped, oh, yeah. swapped careers because it's a wow. similar kind of vibe. Though I think Mr. Combs is a slightly better actor. But then back in that like time, that was when I was like, oh, torture porn is shit. I'm not going to watch this film. Fuck this. And then I ended up re-watching them all. And um, I do really like the first one. It is a good... And I like how it's mostly set in that one grotty bathroom, like mm. a shit escape room, like all escape rooms. Mm. And I do like murder mysteries, so it played into that. Um, yeah, there's, there's something that like really confused me the first time I watched it was 
that it makes out that Zepp is Jigsaw, right? Mm. Pretty much. Mm. It definitely Mm. wants you to believe that. And so I couldn't understand why there were still scenes where Jigsaw was being kept in the shadows a bit and his face covered. It's like, but it's Zepp, isn't it? It's obviously Zepp. You've told us it's Zepp. And so when you find out that it's not Zepp, (laughs) mind was blown. But I do think it's a bit weird and it does make you, first time you watch it, think... I don't really understand why they're hiding who this is. I, I've got it. I, I know who the killer is. But just does it not make that final reveal more shocking because you does. are thinking about it and you are thinking, hang yeah, on, is it Zep or is it someone else? Maybe it's this other guy. You never think it's that guy in the pants. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just never. It's always that guy. I think that, <laughs> but I think that like, you, I remember sort of big, twists in films and i can remember how i felt at the end of usual suspects or the sixth sense but i can't remember how i felt when the when the twist happened and saw i i feel like because i saw it at the time when it came out mm. and i think i i think it's not it's, it doesn't feel like one of those twists where everything falls into place you're like oh it's the guy on the floor it's not like usual suspect where you go oh that means this and that means that and those sorts of mm. things sort of like all it all makes sense you're like oh it was the dude on the floor the whole time this is this is a different kind of mystery though. This is kind of like a magic trick. It's just like the one yep. kind of like reveal. Whereas the usual suspects, you get the information sort of drip fed all the way through. So yes, but, but that's but if you're talking about it being like a twist, then it's not really a yeah. twist. It's like a yeah, it's like a yeah, it's a, it's a reveal you know, more than a twist, I guess. It, it's like going to see like spooky magic and then going, oh my god, that guy's swallowing razor blades. And you know, even though you know the, the, <laughs> yeah. the idea is particularly mental, but when you actually see it, you're like, oh, how did that yeah. happen? It's it's that kind of thing. It's a more a kind of a sort of a a brief reveal, a brief kind of shocking reveal. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. One thing about it is it's such an enjoyable reveal, but like yes. the six, six Sense, for example, when I first saw that, I had no idea about the twist. Then I was like, <laughs> spoilers. Um, but then <laughs> when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah I see. Oh, yeah, I see. And when yeah. I watched it the third time, I was like, this is shit. And, and it's just not... And it is shit. It's not, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not rewarding to watch multiple times. And I've got to be honest, I found the same with The Usual Suspects in that the first time I saw it, like... But then I watched it again. The Usual Suspects, like, yeah, without yeah. the twist is an exceedingly... In fact, both of them, without the twist, are extremely yeah. boring films. It, exactly. The Usual whereas, Suspects in particular. Whereas with Saw, I, I find it's, it's an enjoyable movie... But every time I see him get up at the end, it's just joy every time. It's, it's, it's Charlie Clausen's theme tune. It's like... <gasps> it's just yeah. brilliant. I love it. And, and do you know what? I'll tell you, so, I'll tell you something like, awful. Um Sorry, but but when I, I was reading a um, uh, reviews of the whole franchise before doing this, um, uh, and. Um, I, I, that's the first time I realised there was a theme tune. I hadn't really even noticed really? that it had like a. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like these films just don't like they don't go into my head at all. <laughs> uh, oh, that you know what's really so annoying is I I know I really like the music, but whenever I try to remember it in my head, it comes out really different. Like, oh well, I'm... we've never experienced that before. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at least in my head it sing sounds me the right. Thing, sing the like, theme tune. If I try and listen to the saw theme tune, it comes out do 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 do, which is completely different. That's very and then, if, you, if you did that on scary noises, I get it straight away. <laughs> I that was because I really, I, I do enjoy the theme tune because I really want it to like be on my phone and play it whenever something really ordinary happens, just like. Who made? Who wants tea? Oh, they 
they all wanted tea. Du, 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 du. Like, but if I just did that, everyone would be like, why are you, what are you doing? That's not Seriously, for the last fucking month, I've just had do, 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 going around my brain constantly. I love these films so much. Uh, talking of reviews that you've read, uh, we've had like loads of... Um, Listeners' comments for this episode. Uh, Paul oh. J. Gagne uh, says that the first film had a great marketing campaign, but he says it was a tepid film. That it was very disappointing when he actually saw it because of the marketing campaign. I don't remember the marketing campaign, to be honest. No, I don't I just either. remember them going, have you seen Saw? And then it was reactions of people who came out of the cinema going, I've just seen Saw. Have you seen mm. Saw? It was really good. That would lower my Wasn't there one that was something along the lines of, if you don't like terror, don't see Saw? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they could have gone with the classic, if you're not afraid of this, you need a psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> do you know that this franchise, the, I've read this earlier, do you know that this is the fourth, fourth or fifth worst reviewed franchise of all time? But it's This also is the, the best, best franchise, franchise of all time. time. Yeah. In fact, uh, one, a certain Sarah Dobbs, who... Uh, Long-time listeners of the show will remember as one of our erstwhile devils um, says best franchise ever, which um, I think CJ and, and I are agreed Absolutely, on. And yeah. um, one of the guys from the International House of Horrors podcast, uh, Josh, I think, um, or Joe, if it's not, uh, saw one would probably belong on a best slash most influential horror movies list. Uh, the franchise is weird, but also fun. They are not good. But they manage. They manage to entertain. Do you know, I Let's just, be honest. We watch them for the gore. Anyway. On, the, on the topic of critics and not liking mm. the Saw franchise, I I love that they don't like the Saw franchise because it's it's a horror franchise, and I feel like horror to me has always been an outsider's genre. And all the yeah, horror films that the critics go batshit about when they're like, oh, the Babadook, oh, oh so, so deep, so meaningful. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck you, this I'm... is not my genre. That voice you just did was the Babadook if he was a critic. <laughs> <laughs> he reviewed his own film, that's how bad it was. <laughs> I do think that's true. I... Critics never, ever, the, 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 the horror films they think are good are almost uniquely dog shit. Yeah, like if, they, if they give if if you see a five star horror film somewhere, it's always fucking awful. Yeah, because they're the um, horror films that apologise for being horror films, whereas Saw never once does that. It's it's always like, no, we are going full on. This is horror, uh, and I love that, and that's why they're badly reviewed, and that's that's why they're so great. It obviously, it would not be a classic franchise without some amazing sequels. <laughs> I, I feel some disagreement coming, but anyway, Saw two. I was alive. And I was determined to spend the rest of my days testing the fabric of human nature. A cop, Eric Matthews, has to rescue his teenage son who's been locked in a booby-trapped house, along with seven other people who have a mystery connection. So this is more of a kind of slasher uh, entry, isn't it? In fact, it was the director, Mm. Darren Lynn Bowsman's slasher script for a film called The Desperate, which uh, Lee Wannell stepped in and turned it into a Saw sequel. Um, Hence it being very different. I mean, I think it it works really well. Like, the first time I watched it, I thought, this is a slasher and it's a bit of a mess, which is what you'd expect from that setup. Um, but then, it's very difficult to talk about Just Saw 2, but what I found yeah. when, I, when I was watching them one after the other with a year apart, I grew to really hate the Saw movies because mm. I couldn't remember anything that had happened in the previous one. And they got so convoluted, I was deeply confused. Whereas when you watch them all back to back in a short space of time, 
because they're not like another franchise where they reboot it every time there's a new bunch of kids getting killed by the same yeah. guy or whatever it, it's more like a continuing story and then it starts to work backwards so things that you thought you saw you're seeing in a different way and Saw 2 weirdly works extremely well in the context of the franchise for me. I, I think mm. it, it sets mm. up um, a different style of storytelling that they come back to a couple of times. Um, With a group of people having to yeah. survive a yeah, big the, test. There's kind of two, yeah. there's two styles to Saw, isn't there? There's the, the, the smaller traps where there's kind of one or two people and then there's the group traps uh, that mm. are yeah. the main yeah. narrative ones. And this, this is obviously the first... Group one. Obviously, this doesn't bring back Lawrence or Adam or Zepp, um, but it does bring back, obviously, John Kramer and Amanda, who we've seen for just one scene in the previous film, mm. as well as Detective Kerry, who mm. was seen extremely briefly in the first film, I think. And that's one of the things that this gets going, isn't it? The, the idea that minor characters from previous films are going to come back mm. in bigger roles. Mm. No, I like how, how you have those blink and miss it, because I didn't realise Amanda was Amanda from the first film until she said I'm in the first film, and then I rewatched the first film, and I'm like, oh, right, yeah, so you are. Mm. Um, <laughs> she said I was so in I the like first film. Have, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I liked it, because it's like, oh, this is a really good, like, it's like progression in a comedy club. Like, yeah. you do a small spot yeah. where you get you might get killed, and then you can have yeah. a larger plot later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> It's an open ten in the first one, and then she's doing a middle by the second, yeah. Because yeah. Tobin Bell is only actually in, I think, three scenes in the first film. I mean, I'm just wondering how they cast these these roles, because minor characters, you would think they don't necessarily look for the best actors. And I think every time they got it right, any character that was minor that they bring back mm. turns out to be really played by that, a good actor. That's one of the things I love most about the Saw films, is that they go back to things... And they'll pick mm. up on something that either something that didn't work, so they'll find a plot hole and they'll fill it in a sequel, yeah. uh, or they'll go back to someone where they think, yeah, we didn't use them enough, uh, and they'll use them again. I mean, Tobin Bell, from the moment you see him in that last scene, go, <gasps> that, you know, that guy deserves fucking every award in the book. So yeah, you're going to bring him back and you're going to give him the, the biggest role in the franchise. Yeah, they definitely benefit from being all watching within like a week and a half, as yeah. as I did it. I remember yeah. the, the second one just going, yeah, the the, the killer guy was good and um, Marky Mark's brother was less shit than you think he would be. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's um he's very good as a rumpled copper and um, it's kind of a shame that you do see him a bit in later ones, but he doesn't really get as much to do for obvious reasons. No, but isn't it amazing that he kept coming back? Yeah. To, Didn't they make it, really sec- they made it secret that he was back in the... Uh, I can't remember which four, one it is. Four, so four, I think, was the secret mm. one. When he was, I'm amazed yeah. that you're keeping track of these because I it's all a big blurry yeah. blur for me. When it gets a bit later on, they're a blur for me. After after Saw three, I, I've, I've watched them all so many times and I've done so many like days where we've watched the whole franchise uh, that I think they're just wow. like embedded in my skull, man. Phil, why do you think this one's shit? <laughs> me? Yeah. Um. I okay. So. I don't think... I, I think of all of them, this is one of the less shitter ones. I think I enjoyed this one more than the first one, maybe. Um, mm. I like the sort of... Um, the time twist. I thought that was really clever. Yeah. And all the stuff they do with time in Saw films is very clever. Mm. Um, I quite like the characters. I like them wandering around a house getting sort of sicker and sicker and mm. sicker. I thought it was oh, quite nice. Funny. And it had some... And the fucking guy gets burnt to death in that... Oh, movie. yeah, that's a 
Yeah, that's right, fucking yeah. horrible. That is really, really repulsive. The, the needles um, are the nastiest for me. Mm. Well, no, I thought the needles were silly because, like, no one's ginger, are they? No one goes, oh shit, it's needles, and tries to get out. They're like, <laughs> the <laughs> fucking it's, swimming it's, well, she gets needles. pushed in. <laughs> it's the same, she gets picked though. up and hurled in. Yeah. yeah. And, and that guy is so unrealistic, you know. The sound in all of these is brilliant. Yeah. Um, the Foley artist must have had the most fun with like yeah. <laughs> marrows and bits of bits of fruit and stuff. Just going, just get the sort of people's necks yeah. popping off and stuff. Going back to Obi getting burnt. If you, if you're Jigsaw, do you think that one of the the victims was supposed to be burnt in that trap? Because then doesn't that make it impossible for them to get all the numbers that are on the backs of their necks mm. if one of them's burnt? And yes. Xavier, who, who figures out the number thing, he doesn't um, seem to notice that he can't get Obi's number, which you would think is quite crucial. But I do love the payoff, the, like, how are you going to get your own number? It's so good, isn't it? Mm. But the thing is, why, I, why on earth would he need to... He doesn't need to kill them or hurt them just to find their numbers. Just look at the back of their necks. But I don't understand that. Like he's going on a he's rampage an trying to kill people. That he is a dickhead. He's not so nice sort of man. pantomime shit. That he's, man, though, he's isn't a he? Like he's, yeah. he's, he's Captain Hook. Yeah. I mean, from the minute he pushes Amanda in the needle pit, you know, oh, this is yeah. a this is a, yeah. this is a bad chap. This is a bad this man. Very bad. Yes, I did. I did not like that. One thing I find quite annoying in Saw Two, which I'm really glad doesn't recur in any of the other films, is that bit where um, they find the address of the house. And they go, oh, it's number 237. Oh. It's the last house on the left. Yeah, that's horrible. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, they do do that. <laughs> <laughs> Bad idea. Yeah. Uh, right, let's move on to Saw 3. I have the instruments to cut someone open. I don't have the tools to save a life. You'd be surprised what tools can save a life. Uh, with John Kramer on his deathbed, Amanda forces a doctor called Lynn to keep him alive, while elsewhere a man called Jeff has to make a series of life-or-death decisions related to the accidental killing of his young daughter. So this one's about daddy issues. <laughs> yes. Which is why I liked it. <laughs> Just point out, Chris Ward of the Ancient Slumber podcast got in touch to say that he loves all the films and part three is his favourite. So yeah. part three, is that anyone else's favourite here? No. It's not my favourite. This is the one with the guy. Is it, okay, I think I'll... it's the one. It's the one with Jeff. Who's the, who? The reason this is the longest film out of them all is he because he takes over an hour to walk down a very short corridor. Saw three struggles to work as a standalone film. I think if you just go to see that on the cinema and you haven't either seen the first two or not seen them for a while, you'll be baffled because it's so yeah. reliant on tricks that it plays uh, from the previous movies, uh, and that. It's kind of a shame, but when you do watch them in a row, there's so much that happens in this movie that's so important to the the themes of, of the franchise. And I, I, I don't know, I think it's a really important instalment, but it is a little bit too long. I was actually surprised by how much I enjoyed 3, because I was just like, oh God, this one's nearly two hours. Really, these films don't work, because this is yeah. one I hadn't seen before. These ones don't work, they're meant to be an hour and a half, done, creepy, weird, ooh. But actually, I found this really, really compelling. It's a little bit talky, it probably could lose about ten minutes or so, yeah. but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's impressive. I think 1 to 3 work as a particularly good um, trilogy. It's got a really great opening. Like It's such an uh, in-your-face beginning with uh, we return to Eric in the um, in the bathroom smashing his foot to get out of the chain. Mm -hmm. That's horrible. That's no, it is grim. grim yeah. That's horrible. Um, then you've got that, that guy who's 
being pulled apart by chains. Yeah. Which, of course, is where we see Hoffman for the first time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, very briefly. Yeah. Doesn't he have a lower rank or something at this point? Don't they he's call just him... called Forensic Hoffman. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not a detective, but um, they've retconned that. But I love going and watching it all again and just spotting him and being like, oh, Hoffman. I thought that was his first name. I thought he was called Forensic Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, what else could he have done? At what point did they choose to use that shot of him looking a bit suspicious when they're saying the killer could be here? But this isn't that brilliant Mm. how somebody watched those films, like the screenwriters of Saw Four, which is between three and four was when they changed writers. I love how they must have gone back and been like, right, what can we do? Where can we take it? And they must have just scoured every frame of that fucking film and just gone, That guy, that extra, he looks suspect. (laughs) Let's write him in. I love it. Is that, wait, is that Officer... That's Officer Big Lips. Officer Big Lips. Yeah, I'm back on board. Back on board, okay. They're just really off-putting lips. Like, I'm not one to body shame, but I will face shame you. Wait, off-putting or iconic? Oh, no, (laughs) off-putting. Off-putting. The thing that annoyed me the most... Well, because you know what I saw? Oh, it's about daddy issues, this film. Because the thing that annoyed me the most is that, like, so um, Tobin, old, old raspy voice, is all like, actually, Amanda, it was a test for you. And um, yeah. it's just it's an impossible test. It's, like, really impossible. Like, the key to good relationships, mate, is communication. And there was zero communication. I, it just really frustrated me. Like, I felt really bad for Amanda in this one because she had no fucking chance. But that's because she was being nasty and, like, making unwinnable traps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she did do that, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, that's her problem, is that she's not doing this in the spirit of uh, of Father Jigsaw. Mm. Father Jigsaw (laughs) has the sort of um, medieval stuff going on, whereas, yeah, hers was just kind of nihilism and just, you know, no. In fact, Scott McKellar told us on Facebook, I wish they'd done more with Amanda and her inescapable traps. No, because I think I think the most interesting thing about Saul, which is really opened up in this movie, is is the morality of it. Because mm. ob- obviously Jigsaw is a psychopath and uh, uh, you know very very skewed in his logic. But I love how there are moments of lucidity and compassion. And certainly, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but by Saw Six, I mean it's really hard not to take. Lee in what he's doing in, in Saw 6 hmm. and just go, actually, you're sort of justified, but then it will do something so horrible that you kind of spin around and go, oh, no, no, you're not. This is terrible. What am I thinking? And I love that it's constantly making you uncomfortable about how you feel about what you're seeing and, and what the characters do. And I love that it brings in Amanda, who, who is one side of it, John, who is kind of the yeah. balanced centre, if you like, as these psychopathic family members go, and then Hoffman, mm-hmm. who's got his own vibe as we'll, we'll find out later and I, I just love that it does all these things with how how you're feeling about what you're seeing that a lot of horror films don't do you, they're very black and white and and saw is gray all over so cj what you were saying earlier about um writers of future sequels going back and figuring out how they can you know mm. there's a bit in this where you see john pouring some wax over a tape Ooh, now damn, that's yes. clearly setting something up for the future, isn't it? So mm. it's possible that they have some things that they're setting up, but I think there's definitely other things that they go back and find. Also, we meet we meet Jill Tuck, John's wife, for the first time in this in about a five second flashback mm. as he's dying. 
And they obviously cast Betsy Russell in that role. She must have been chuffed when she got the call back after that. <laughs> so we want, we want you to be. You remember that film you were in for five seconds? We want you to be a major character in the next the next one. Did you see one with the flashbacks to his gorgeous wife and they're having a lovely country walk? That's, That's right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I fucking hate that bit because it's just like he's he looks like a horrible ball bag. He's a fine actor, <laughs> but she's like he's super he's, fit. Oh, he must he's... be very charming. Do you not? Do you not? Do you, I mean, I don't want to open up a dodgy topic here again. I've already started with the thrusting, but do you not find him a bit sexy? Like, in no. no, no. I find him like he looks like a man at a bus stop who would just like talk to you during the middle of the day and be a little bit off. But it's the voice. Like... The voice. I'd listen to him talk as much shit as he wants in that voice because oh, yeah, I'd listen to a cool. podcast, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that in my ear. Like, <laughs> I want to play a game. <laughs> Hello, Brian. Call me Jigsaw. <laughs> um, Phil, uh, you've been quiet. Why do you think Saw Three is so shit? <laughs> Stop taking it so personally. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, they do. They do start to become a big mass of 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 thing because they're so similar in the way that they look, and they're so similar in the way that they seem to be comprised that like. There's like a there's another dictaphone. There's some more green. There's somebody else strapped to a bed. There's another timer that starts. There's another thing that pings off a wall. There's another you have lived your life. And so it's, it feels like you're watching the same film again and again and again and again, See, just I, with a different Rubik's cube configuration. I think it's the opposite. It's it's like watching one really long film. I do quite like that actor who comes back again. What's her name? She's in all of them. That we were just talking about her. Amanda Shawnee Smith. The one who has the reverse bear trap in the first one. Oh, well, yeah, Shawnee Smith. That's Amanda. The woman who's yeah. being tested. Yeah. Um, for me, she's the only one who seems to have like a um, a character that feels like a a character. None of the mm. others feel like they have okay. a character to me. So I quite like three in that she was a big part of it um, because I could relate to something that looked like it was possibly a human being. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so strange. Um, I find um, uh, the, the, the murderer, I find the, the, the old man jigsaw, old man jigsaw. <laughs> old man jigsaw. Just <laughs> old daddy jiggy. Down to the old jizzery. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Very tedious old man uh, with sort of ideas about the world. Oh, really? Am I not leaving my life well enough, Grandad? Thanks very much. What's that, Grandad? Thanks very much. Oh, am I driving too fast, Grandad? Yes, I probably am, Grandad. I should slow down. Oh, sorry, let's all be quiet. Grandad wants to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Every time. <laughs> And the funds this guy has, he's richer than fucking Batman. Like, right. he's That's because like, he's really good at engineering. And he's getting, really good at engineering. He's so rich. He's he, very rich, yes. He probably, he probably takes their wallets when he mm-hmm. gets them. But he, needs, but he needs insurance money for healthcare. He's yeah. got more money than Walter White, and he needs, <laughs> but he needs to go cap in hand to some healthcare professional. No, he says he can afford to pay. And instead of principal. going to a different insurance company, he spends all that money on like millionaire traps for these people. Well, he hadn't at that point. He hadn't, he hadn't built any traps to, at that to, point. To be he? fair, most of the traps are built out of scrap metal and bits of sick. He I mean, did. Not. He does say though that he can afford to pay. It's the principal. 
with the insurance mm. one, <laughs> which is which is just what your granddad would say, isn't it? We could, yeah, we could, we could, we could help you out with the deposit, but it's the principle of the thing. Well, he's basically he's saying he's doing all this because he got cancer and he's a bit sad. But like, yeah. I got cancer, but we have the NHS, and the worst I did was bleach my hair. I didn't go out killing people. Like, mm. we've got the NHS though. There'd be no Saw Six in this country. Yeah, I was going to say you could have a British Saw Six. I mean, we could do a horror film about how I bleached my hair after I found out I had cancer because it was terrible. It was really horrifying. But um, someone on the Facebook said it was a very heavy-handed um, allegory for the, the American healthcare system. That was our friend Joe Wells. There we go. But but that's all six, and we're talking yeah. about all three still. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll do that. I just want to talk about the uh, the technical... On a technical level is another thing I love about these films because... Um, I love the way they do scene transitions in camera so much. There's an amazing one. I don't know if you noticed it at the start when the detectives are in the room where the guy's been pulled apart to pieces. <laughs> to pieces? Yeah, to pieces. Detective Kerry, Alison Kerry, looks down. She looks down at the, the evidence, all the gory body parts, <laughs> and the camera pans along the gory body parts, goes up to a door, and then through the door, she's in the bath. She's naked in her own bath in her apartment. And that's all done in one yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. she actually had to run around the back of the set, strip off and jump in the bath gently enough not to make the water splash about too much <laughs> so that they could get oh, that really? shot. Yeah. Skills. That's great. Yeah. Has that changed your mind, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> I did notice the transitions. There's some nice ones with them, like 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 pulling a sheet off things, isn't there, as well? Mm. Like where it sort of goes through to room to room and stuff. Actually, there's a really good one in the next film, which, of course, is Saw 4. You think it's over just because I'm dead? It's not over. The games have just begun. Yes! Despite John and Amanda's deaths, the games are apparently still on, and this time Officer Rig is put to the test while his detective colleagues continue to investigate. Right, this is my favourite of the whole lot now. because, Well, what I love about it... Yeah, there's a bit of an arsey reason it's my favourite, and it's because... It does not give a fuck about anyone who hasn't been keeping up with the story. Which one is this one? It's the one that if you haven't been paying attention, you will not understand a fucking word of it. Because okay. it's it's so convoluted. <laughs> it's the one that opens with the autopsy. Yeah. yeah. Goes on for- oh, yeah. How clever is that to say, right, John Kramer, Jigsaw, is dead. He is definitely dead. Here he is. He's being taken apart. Here's his brain. His brain's going in a box. He is dead. Whoever's doing the killings you're about to watch cannot be him. He's dead. And yet he's still one of the and lead cast members. And yet it's fucking him. It's so clever. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I, this is probably my least favourite of the, the canonical entries, because obviously there's one that doesn't count. <laughs> um, but four, four, I think, is the weakest because it, it feels a little bit jumbled. Uh, I think because they change writers and it's somewhere between the two halves like there's there's a very strong style to the first half of the franchise a very strong style to the second half and this one just feels like it's that transitional phase i don't think it quite it obviously doesn't work as a standalone movie as you as you say and i i just feel it's a bit messy and it's so fucking green like phil mentioned the green oh it's really on. green and, yeah. and this one i think i think boostman's probably the worst director uh on the franchise i think i think he's uh, uh not particularly great uh and and i i think this one is all of his things kind of amped up and the, the green especially is just like gross to look at it's, it's the worst looking one of the franchise i think 
Um, I don't mind that. I used to, the first time I watched it, I thought well, they just cannot decide what colour grading they want to use. And now I realise they've used a different type of colour grading for each part of the timeline. Right. Ah. Okay. So you can cool. sort of pick it apart like that. Uh, but it doesn't look oh, great. Because this is a film that, like, okay, CJ, you're a writer. Are you of the belief that flashbacks are a cheap device? It depends how you use them, because the, quite quite often they're just used for exposition that you can't comfortably yeah. drop into another part of the story. I think Saw turns flashbacks into an art, because... That is exactly what I've... They're the exact words I've written here. Saw, right. Saw 4 <laughs> turns, turns flashbacks into an art form. It does, because it uses them for misdirection and for... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really loving Phil's face. Like every time you and um, Cliff get excited, you just see <laughs> Phil in the corner just going, uh huh. Uh huh. I was going to mention um, another amazing scene transition that's in this one. There's loads in this one. Oh, yeah. the, one the one I really like is where um, the <laughs> you know um, Rig has that fight with uh, Brenda, is it? Who's had her hair pulled out, her skin yeah. pulled off. Yeah. Mm. And then he like throws her into a mirror. And I, she I goes through the mirror and lands in the police station corridor. No, that's, and that's just, that's done in camera. That, that's what I mean about how Boosman's gone to Boosman. He's, he's like turned himself up to a million and the transitions stop that. being quirky and cute and do they you know, just become like... Do you know like, why oh, he's no, done that though? Too much. Why? Because he's, because he's Boost, man. <laughs> <Wait. laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be honest, I genuinely... I genuinely do not remember this film. I'm trying really hard it's to remember which one It's the least memorable. Is. I think it's hard to actually... Which one? I, d- I can't remember this one either. Even doing I that, remember, like, I'm, I'm struggling um... to remember a lot of the specifics of this one because it's so transitional. This is what I remember. is like you cut up jig, uh, jiggy, uh, Jigsaw. Jiggy. Oh, Jiggy Jiggy. Um, <laughs> jiggy Jiggy. And then... Daddy jiggy. Um, no longer Officer, getting jiggy with it. No. <laughs> Officer Big Lip. <laughs> Officer Big Lips is like, oh, there's a cassette in here. Oh, shit, shit's going to happen. And then it's just scene missing. Like, mm. I do not remember anything else. Like, Officer Rig, who we've met briefly in previous films, is now the main character. And he has to uh, go through a, a, a series of tests which um, he can only win by not intervening, is the reveal. Oh, yeah, shit. And, but he's too he's too good a cop not to intervene. Yeah, yeah it's rubbish. Yes, and so okay, he fucks yes. it all up. Now I remember uh, the scalping. Is this, and she's is like, this one oh. where the goody and the baddie look exactly the same? Yeah, they, I had such trouble with that the first time yeah, I watched it. Everybody mm. has this. I did as well. I don't know why, because they don't look exactly the same. But but first time I watched it, I really got confused. And I think the reason is, um, it's at the start. Um, Oh, hang on, no, that's so far. Five is where you really get to know Stram and Hoffman, but they are both in this one. Yeah. 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 And, and, it, and it is confusing, especially with all the intense colour grading. You're kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It, it's hard to follow. I think this one's probably the most difficult film in the series. Um, I think this is this is a slump when I stopped caring. Mm. What are some of the deaths in this one? I remember it that There's way. There's the fat paedophile guy who gets... Uh, Oh, no, he's just a fat Oh, rapist. yes. Oh, yes. All oh, right. Yes. Okay, yeah, in, the, in the block of flats. Yeah. Yeah. There's the couple that have been speared together in the classroom. Oh, yeah. Um, there's the girl who yeah. gets her hair hair pulled in the gears. Yeah. Oh, there's an interesting theme to the deaths in this, which has just occurred to me. So the first one's a prostitute. The second guy is a rapist. And the couple 
she's a victim of um, uh, domestic yeah, he's abuse. A, he's a domestic abuser, mm-hmm. yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Tell you, I'll tell you for why it's interesting. Prostitution, sex work, rape and domestic violence, all issues that affect the women more than the men. And mm. he's been told not to mm. intervene in these things. So it's like, ugh. Or are they Hoffman's yeah. traps? Yeah. Are these things that Hoffman's traps uh, set up to yeah. teach Rig a lesson about not... not? Was this because... No, no, no. It's because of Hoffman's um, sister? Is it? Oh, yeah, the God, sister. That no, that's all fine. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that, that's so, yeah. Hoffman's sister is how he gets involved with Jigsaw. Yes. Fucking hell, we're confusing yeah. ourselves now. Listen. No, to I, I think <laughs> I think these ones are Hoffman. I think it's it's Hoffman. Yeah, because yeah, they're was, all they're all violent acts towards ladies. Yeah. But was Rig involved in Hoffman's sister's murder investigation? I don't think so. Because I don't think so. Because the actor um, Lyric Ben doesn't return in Saw 5 so mm. I don't think okay, okay, he's what was the deal with the, the thing that really pissed me off the first time I watched this and I'm still a little bit angry about it is the ice trap with Donny Wahlberg yeah it makes no sense it's hard to hard to follow really <laughs> yeah. isn't it I really don't like that as a, I think it's the worst trap of the series unless you count the film oh because yeah because it ends up crushing his head doesn't that's it? brilliant yeah. That, yeah. Those, those, and yeah. that looks amazing when his head yes, is closed really but it's does. not part of the trap you've been led yeah. to no. believe is happening I was supposed to to set off Officer Big Lips' chair. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. supposed to electrocute him, except it's been set up so that it won't. Mm. It, it's just a convoluted trap. It's, it's it's not pleasurably convoluted though. It's too much, too much. And yeah, it's my favourite because I mean the editing in this film is incredible. I always wanted to be a video editor or a film editor, and I would not want to have been in the editor's shoes in this film. They did. They must have had long nights. Long, long nights cutting all these really fast things together. <laughs> and I, I love it. I just I find it an incredibly, on every level, technically, on a convoluted writing level and on a we don't give a fuck, if you don't understand this, you should have been paying better attention level. Um, I love it. It's my favourite. Anyway, Saw 5. It's not Jigsaw. He's dead. Haven't you watched TV lately? So as Detective Hoffman held a hero, he's free to carry out John Kramer's dying wishes, but Agent Strahm is suspicious. <laughs> Meanwhile, five unlucky people have to survive Jigsaw's most elaborate trap yet. Oh, I love this one, because this is where the soap opera starts, really. Yeah. Th- this next two are, the, are good, I think. The next two are the, the best, ones, definitely. Aren't they? Yeah. Uh, because it's where it really turns into a soap. Uh, and all the characters now yeah. start to stabilise and you know which ones you, you're getting and you know what the, mm-hmm. their stories are and it's just this kind of pleasurable downhill slope as to how it's all going to end. And I, and I love the, the dialogue that they start giving to Jigsaw now just gets better and Tobin Bell's delivery gets weirder. And this has one of my absolute <laughs> favourite lines on the franchise where he's talking to Hoffman, trying to teach him a lesson and he goes, Killing is distasteful. <laughs> to me, <laughs> I love yeah, it. just the pause before. To me, <laughs> it's brilliant. It's one of my favourite moments in the whole. Franchise. Is this the one with the liquidised pigs? No, that was no, that's three. three. That was three. Three is yeah. liquidised pigs. How can we not talk about liquidised pigs? Um, Go on. No, there's more pigs everywhere. There's so many pigs. He loves pigs. They're very nice. He loves I can't his believe pigs. he missed talking about the liquidising the pigs one. Yeah, what did you think? Well, I suppose liquidised pigs is one of those things, first time you see it, it's like, fucking hell, this is disgusting. And then, like, it, it doesn't actually stand up on subsequent viewings, I find. 
It's not as mm. disgusting as, it, as you first think. <laughs> I also, I really thought liquidised liquidized pigs, pigs were a great band. Belgium's finest punk band (laughs) So they're being added to our festival bill Along with blood puddling, sex parasites John Spencer penis explosion and coma hand jobs (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be the greatest festival (laughs) It really is Uh, I think actually the pig death was one of the fan deaths Because Lee Wannell, for whatever reason Was writing Saw 3 in a hurry uh, And he posted on a forum somewhere That he wanted ideas for traps and some people responded, and he used some of the ideas. And I believe the liquid oh, wow. pig one was one of those. So this is one of those ones where you just are you there's so much suspension of disbelief. It's really weird. Like this series takes such uh, steps to make sense in terms of storyline, but when it comes to the how the traps are actually made and how they get all the bits, like all these pigs and how they have them operating automatically is such a massive suspension of disbelief and I don't care I don't care it's not but one of the things that I think defines so fundamentally my love for this is that Saw creates a universe and within that universe it does as you say go to painstaking effort to make sure it all makes sense it all hangs together and it does really clever things that if a different kind of film did it would just be hailed as a masterpiece but the reason why Saw isn't is because, going back to what I was saying earlier, it's a horror film, so it it means you do have to suspend a lot of disbelief about the horror. But as long as it works in its own framework, in its own universe, that that's what's so great about it. And I don't care how he gets 100 pigs to liquidate. I, you know, that, that doesn't matter to me. What I care about is does the story work within the rules yeah. that it's set up? And the Saw films are all about rules. And, and they, they make the rules and they adhere to them. Who cares where he gets the pigs? No, no, I totally agree. They do kind of explain it a bit. Yeah, he's got a farm. Oh, Jill Tuck has a pig farm. Yeah. yeah. Jill Tuck has a pig farm. Yeah. But that's another bit of great backwards writing, isn't it? How they yeah. that she has a pig farm in like Saw 8. And that's yes. always like they've gone back and gone, people are asking questions about the liquid pigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where is he living that there's so many abandoned like zoos and slaughterhouses though? Because I want to mm. buy property in this place because I feel like I could afford it. <laughs> mm. In Saw Five, the one we're actually meant to be talking about now, um, <laughs> we finally we finally found out how Dr. Gordon's torch pen got to the to a crime scene. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, at last now now we know. <laughs> how do you think uh, Scott Patterson, who played uh, Peter Strom? How do you think he did that uh, thing where his voice is like he's had a hole in his throat? That's really convincing. Yeah, how did he do that? How do you speak like that? Acting. (laughs) If you go to RADA, you spend six months learning how to talk like you've done a pen tracking or something. (laughs) That's all I can conclude. (laughs) American equivalent of RADA. Harvard Drama School. (laughs) This actually uh, has a few more concessions to the audience that haven't been keeping up because um, Jill Tuck's reintroduced via... A kind of photo in a magazine with a caption, oh. Jewel Tuck, Jigsaw's wife. <laughs> Just to remind you who she is. And um, this, this also has a better self contained narrative as well with the group trap going back to what they were doing. Yeah, I like two, the group trap. Um, whereas four had definitely not got that, you know, the main trap was so embedded in the, the mythos, whereas this, you could mm. just watch it. You'd be a little bit confused by some of the ongoing stuff, but at least the main trap would make sense. 
And the main trap makes sense internally, does it? Because they're supposed to work together and he's found some people who fundamentally don't work together. Mm. And I I, I quite like that. That worked quite well. I do think that them being targeted because of some planning permission thing is a bit weak. (laughs) No, I think think it works because, I mean, people died, man. It wasn't just planning permission. It was, I don't know. I think it's interesting actually watching uh, Saw 5 post-Grenfell Tower Mm. because it gives it quite um, an emotional uh, edge, I think. Because it's a you know similar level of neglect throughout a chain of people who should have been acting more responsibly, uh, and again it's that thing with with a lot of the sort of films that I've mentioned with the morality where you start thinking oh actually yeah these people should be brought to justice but mm-hmm. um, you know obviously with Jigsaw's twisted logic it goes too far but again it's interesting it keeps you on your toes. What we haven't talked about so far is what our favourite traps are, because Saw 5 has got one of my favourite... It's not traps so much as a game, is it? It's the one where they have to fill the beaker up with blood by putting their hands into, oh, into yeah. jigsaws, I guess. Oh, God, that yeah, that's horrible. horrible. Oh, no, it's not a jigsaw. It's, t- it's circular saws, isn't it? But it's horrible. Yeah, that's great. Mm. The bit where you see is... Yeah, his whole hand just... The arm just flops, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, yeah, that's disgusting. So, Saw 6. Yes! Well, now I know they're not made by doctors and their patients or by the government. They're made by the fucking insurance companies. Piranha. Piranha. Uh, We find out what was in the box (laughs) that John left Jill, a crooked insurance broker is put through hell, and the FBI close in on Hoffman. Can I just talk about Saw 6 really quickly? I know I've said so much on this, I apologise, but I need to get this out about Saw 6 before, before we get too deep into it. I genuinely think... It is in my top three horror films of the 2000s uh, and 2010s. Like, of the last 20 years, this would be in my top three. I think it is so fucking good. It is just like the distillation of everything in, in all the first five Saw films that were good. It just takes it and just puts it in one, like, yeah, this is it, we've nailed it. And it's so angry and it's so like over the top so gory it must be the goriest of the, of the franchise and it's just that combination of rage and like clever chronology and extreme gore and, and comedy i think there's genuine intentional comedy in this one as well that isn't so much in some of the other ones and it just works i just love it i just think it's such a great film uh, and, and it brings the plot full circle it does close all the, the loopholes. Uh, and at the end of Source it's, it's like, yeah, that's it. We, no, we know what happens. No, 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 no. There's, there's one one big thing still well, to isn't. reveal. There isn't. Nobody there is, cares there. about that. No one cares about Hoffman. <laughs> no one cares about Hoffman. Yeah, they do. Hoffman ends up in the reverse bear trap, and that is the end of Hoffman. His face comes off. You can't live through no, that. No, it doesn't. He does, though. He, he survives you see, it. You see, you see that last he shot where, where he turns teeth. to the camera, and he's like, ah, that that in any other film, it's like yeah, that's the end of that character. He it's, gets out of the, the, the bear no, trap and his, his face has got a slight his, scratch. His face is all that's torn off. Not, that's it. That's the end of him. No, he's he throws it together. His cheeks a bit left to die with a, a fucked up face. He's gone. The flesh wound. Hoffman is dead. Is and it's just because you don't like the next one. I I, I would <laughs> not have been happy not knowing what happened to Hoffman after that. I, I would have anyway, been happy. It's the perfect ending. Perfect film. Five stars. Drops Mike. 
Ah, it's all right. Uh, it's again. It's it's all right. It's I liked. It was it was heavy handed. Uh, I liked the the merry go round of his like, you know, in terms of going. I'm super. It is ridiculous. Brilliant. I think it had my favourite trap in it when what's her face is like crawling through, and he's got to put steam on him to to let yeah. her go through the non steam. That, that, that's then, like a video mm-hmm. game, that isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then zone. at the end, she's just like, "Fuck it, chainsaw." <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the fact that she's still got her big kind of corporate heels on throughout. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Well, you know, but, that, but that's what I mean about the humour. Keeping up appearances. That's, yeah, there's, there's a lot. It's, it's a dark humour, but it's, it's yes. The opening scene of this one is is amazing with the whole. Yes, so you, good. You give yeah, a, yeah. How who will give the most flesh and yeah, oh, yeah, properly yeah. revolting and yeah. that that's the the kind I, of the black comedy going going. I'm not dying for you, bitch, and he's cutting bits of his yeah. belly off, and then she pulls <laughs> yeah. her t-shirt up and she's like, oh shit. She's yeah, I've got no no fat to give. Yeah, I liked because um, that introduced my favourite character in this whole series was that young woman who cut her arm off. Yeah. And she comes back. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah. I think she's... Because she's the only fucking sane one. Because, obviously, like I said, one of my favourite things about this series is the way that they keep bringing characters back time and time again. I was pissed off in Saw 5 that um, Anthea Carcanis, who played Perez, Agent Perez, didn't mm. return for Saw 5. And I thought... Mm. Get into the spirit of things, love, you know. <laughs> Come back, reprise your role, but they just have her killed off off screen. And then, of course... She's, under She's in this, and it's like, oh, fucking hell, I fell for the bloody trick. Will I ever learn? Oh, I love Phil 6. Phil, you'd like this one too, yeah? Yeah, I think this is the best one. Yeah, definitely. I like the, the end scene where he gets crushed, where he, he thinks he's... He's put the guy in the trap. Where that's five. He's put the guy that's in five. We didn't mention that about Saw oh, 5. Oh, for that's fuck's five. sake. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell, that's <laughs> Oh, God. Um, all right. So I like that bit, the, the lift, the, the lift, the crushing in bit. Mm. That's an incredible thing. Right, this is the one with the the, the insurance yes. man who has to choose between his secretary and a, and, a, yeah. and, a, and an Asian man who's never had sex. This is this one, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And everybody hates this guy. So the, the secretary's got pictures of her with her family. If you, the other guy, pictures of him on a park bench on his own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Which is really I sad. I remember quite liking this one. This one's quite funny, yes. right? Yeah. It's funny and silly. Um I have mixed it up with the fifth one in my mind. I can't remember how this one ends now. It's, it, um, it ends with the uh, guy uh, getting covered in acid. Oh, that's right. They melt him and they're in two chambers, aren't they? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember not. <laughs> I remember not hating this one. But, but but him melting <laughs> and everything is cross cut with Hoffman in the reverse bear yes. trap as well. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, exciting. Such an exciting ending. Even though it's funny, it's like, I mean, people say it's heavy-handed because the metaphor is is explicit. You know, there's no, I mean, it's not even a metaphor. It is literally the US healthcare system sucks. Mm. But I think because it goes so far with the gore and because it's got its tongue in cheek, it doesn't feel heavy. Like the Babadook to me felt heavy-handed because it was like, eh, it's yeah. about child abuse. It's about postnatal depression. <gasps> But it's such a metaphor. Whereas Source Six is like, no, there's no, there's no subtext. The text here is, we think this thing sucks. We're really angry about it, and we're making a really angry film. And I, I love that. I don't think it's it's heavy-handed as much as just no nonsense. It's very explicit, and I, and I, I like that. I like the anger. Source Six I mentioned last time was the one that I caught on Netflix, having seen one and two before. Hmm. 
And um, the first time I was, I was like, right, yeah, I probably should watch the rest of them because this doesn't make much sense. And then on the rewatch, I really, really love this one yeah. because of, I saw where it fit into everything. Yeah, it really does close all those gaps, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like this This is the, I don't know, for me, it's the final film. I do like these movies. I just think there's too many of them. There's one too many. It's all 3D. This person will go on killing until he's stopped. <sighs> you know him. And he definitely knows you. Is that right? He's Detective Mark Hoffman. A con man is punished for having crossed John, while Hoffman steps up his efforts to evade capture. Now, let's get straight to it. CJ, you refuse to acknowledge the even existence of this film. <laughs> I'll, I'll justify my refusal. I think Saw 7 is everything that Saw's detractors accused it of being throughout the franchise. It's, it's mindless, misogynistic, stupid... It's got none of the cleverness of the rest of it, and it and it feels sleazy in a bad way. It just feels lechy and gross and really badly made. Like, and, and it's got all that three D junk, which is just moronic. <laughs> I, I just I just think it's I, I think it's terrible, and it's such a shame because even Saw Four, which I think is the weakest of the main Saw films, like that has its place, whereas Saw Seven does not have its place. It feels tonally out of step it feels stylistically out of step it, it just doesn't like nothing fits it doesn't it doesn't fit with the rest of the franchise at all uh and i think it's shit well i don't this used to be my favorite of the lot but I, it's now my least favorite of the lot um of the, of the original seven anyway um but i still love it i still think it's a great four-star film uh phil you were saying it was misogynistic as well on uh, on now on our Facebook group. Yeah, it has like, um, I mean, that first that first death is pretty misogynistic. Yes, it There's is. a sort of woman in her bra mm. being suspended above two blokes who are like, she's a sort of, what what is she? I guess she's a sort of user, isn't she? And she's been playing them off against each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have to let like, go, oh man, they actually go, she's horrid. And like, they both decide to kill her. Mm. Here's a shot of her bosoms while she dies. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's so yeah, jarring. Because right. like, yeah. yeah, when, when that scene comes on, it's shot in such a way that you think it might be from like a scary movie franchise. Yes. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like really yeah. like, it's really jarring. But the one I thought was really misogynistic was where the woman is basically the whole trap is she just has to shut the fuck up. That's all you got to do, love. Yeah, yeah that, that's that, I was uncomfortable oh, with yeah, that. Yeah, that's definitely. horrible. And I, I agree. The whole thing looks cheap and sleazy and yeah. I mean, my only problem with it now, because I, st- I do still love it, is just that it doesn't fit visually. It, it doesn't have all those mm-hmm. excellent scene transitions. It just doesn't look as good, definitely. But, um, yeah. but I, do, I do love it. And it's the, the car trap with the neo-Nazis is one of my favourite scenes oh, in with, the whole um, franchise. Horrible. Chester Bennington. Chester Bennington, yeah. 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 I'm actually surprised it took this long for them to find some, some racists to end up in a trap. Mm. Especially when you, when you, yeah. when you have um, the um, the recording at the beginning, it was like you and your friends have been racist for years. I I like to think though that's that's just Officer Big Lips being a really shit jigsaw because yeah like, he's not a very good the, jigsaw is he? Yeah, I mean all mm. the previous ones is like hey you've been wasting your life hey you've got to learn new stuff and then this one obviously hate I hate racist but it's like there's it's just like he's given up a bit he's like ah oh, you're just you're just so racist and oh. I do wonder. Yeah. That bit it is if there's um, a bit of misogyny in these traps, is it Hoffman's fault? I think, yes, exactly. I think it is. Well, and is this something that they might have explored if, if the I, series had no, continued? No, I think they knew full well Saw 7 was going to be the last one, and 
and I, I don't think they're opening anything up. And I think, but they do with with the return of Doctor Gordon and two accomplices. But they close. Oh, it's just bad. I mean, the, the, the mm. fact that it was shot in three D is all you need to know. They didn't give a fuck about this. This was this was a money grab. It was a, let's just go lowest common denominator. Any film that's in three D is going to be lowest common denominator, and this Shut is no exception. Up. You know, you, so. you know, I love three D. <laughs> Question: If you had to set yourself a jigsaw trap based on your like worst habit, what would you do? Uh, mine would be not getting out of bed in time for work and always being slightly late for everything. I don't know how that would work though. Maybe it would just be kind of like Emily, you need to get up now. Hello, or, uh, Emily. I'd like to play a game. <laughs> All your life, you were always slightly late. Now we're going to attach wheels to your feet to make you early for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not early your feet will come off and you have to eat them and by the way there's a key in your ear <laughs> <laughs> my friend and i spent an entire lovely tube trip uh last week by making up like really shit jigsaw traps and it was just wow. like a proper scraping the bottom of the barrel kind of like tony you've been slightly annoying for many years you always stand at the wrong side of the escalator and you walk a bit slowly. I'm going to nail your feet to an escalator. One of them was something like, oh, and by the way, there's a cat in your scrotum. <laughs> what's, really, what's really worrying is we weren't even drunk. I think we were just very tired. Wow. So what, what could have been with Saw 7 if they'd, um, they'd come around and asked me and my mate to write it instead? Around, around the time Saw 7 came out, a friend of mine had a, had a party where he dressed up as Billy the Puppet. He had like a mask oh, and the, the hair oh, yeah. and the suit. Um, and he got really, really drunk and carried away with the role. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, this guy's name is Mark. And um, one of his friends went to the toilet that was upstairs. And Mark decided that he was going to give this guy a scare by going up the stairs and talking in the jigsaw voice and, and uh, saying, All your life. You have used the toilet. Now the toilet will use you. But he got so he got so excited about doing this that he started running up the stairs and he started like shouting it like, "Oh, you're like you have used the toilet!" And then flying over, like, smashed straight into the toilet door. Oh dear! Like, Three sentence, and it was so sad. It would have been such a great line, but he only got half of it out. But, um, anyway. So they are the original seven Saw films. And then uh, the last one for now, at least, is 2017's Jigsaw, which is our second feature, directed by Michael and Peter Spearig. Now the game's simple. Best ones are. You want the mercy? Play by the rules. Any identification on the victim? Here's a piece. But Jigsaw's been dead for 10 years. It's not him. Can't be. This was on the body. The truth will set you free. The blood under the fingernails of our victim, John Kramer, the Jigsaw killer. That's impossible. No, it's not creepy at all. It's now 10 years since John Kramer died, yet the bodies of more trap victims are appearing around the city, and all the evidence suggests that John has returned from the dead. So, seven years later, bringing it back, did it work? 
it's a nice it's a nice little treat for for fans i think it doesn't try to continue it in any meaningful way the way that the earlier sequels did but it's just a nice little throwback uh i think it gets the style it gets the tone um it certainly is gory and it was just so nice going to the cinema and seeing a saw film again for the first time in in so long it just felt like oh thank god an actual horror film and it, it was just it was just nice I, I i got really excited watching it uh and, and it's it does all the little clever saw tricks and yet still you get misdirected i i found Absolutely. myself genuinely thinking is he back have they, how yeah. have they brought mm. it back? What have they done? And I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. work it out. Um, I was so fucked off with myself when I realised that I'd been tricked again. Yeah, yeah, the it, same way. That by the same before. fucking trick as Saw Two. <laughs> I know, but I love that. <laughs> That's so. Sore. And also, it's, it's the the mystery is basically the same as Saw Four. It's like it's still happening. How yeah. is it still happening? He's dead. So same story as Saw Four. Same mystery as Saw Four. Same yeah. trick as Saw Two. I, mm. I thought it was a really cool film. It's fun, yeah. It's it's my least favourite of them all. Um, I just don't think it's as brutal, basically. It's kind of it feels a bit sanitised. Oh, the laser, the laser cut was amazing. Oh, that yeah, the guy's face falls apart like a yeah. Jewish chocolate orange. I mean, that's yeah, that's that impressive. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's nice. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really. It feels a bit sanitised <laughs> and horror is um, much more sanitised now than it was seven years ago. Like, like I mean, compared with everything else that's coming out theatrically at the moment, that was full on. Yeah, I mean, the soap opera was missing a little bit from, from Jigsaw because they couldn't continue the story as it was. And, uh, but I like that they, they accepted that and just did something different. Hmm. Um, well, like, they still had the flashbacks. But but it doesn't do flashbacks as well. It does do flashbacks in a lazy way, I feel, Jigsaw. Like, uh, the way you get these little flashbacks to uh, Carly, is it, who robbed that woman? Or hmm. the, the girl who hmm. framed, the woman who framed her husband for killing their baby? Yeah. And the guy who, who sold the 40 bike. They're all really lame flashbacks. They're just, they're shit flashbacks. That's yeah. not proper sort they're of They're a bit cheesy, aren't they? They're not. Yeah. They're not proper flashbacks to the plot, though. They're they're the people who are killed. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't use flashbacks as cleverly. I think I sort of lost the will to live at this point. Um, yeah. I think I think that's true. Mm. I, I I watched this one today. Right. And I already can't really remember very much about it. <laughs> um, it's got lasers. I mean, that that bit with the lasers is amazing. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. In fact, most of the I didn't like the um yeah. the original suspect was the the lady mortician. Because it was basically yes. like they ripped. Well, they ripped that character off NCIS. Yes, yeah, like, yeah, gone, totally, mm-hmm. totally. And I hate her. So yeah, it was a bit like, oh, this is this should be a telly movie. This oh. doesn't feel like a movie movie. It didn't feel like it had proper characters in it. No, they're not as not as good. But isn't it when Jigsaw comes back and John Kramer comes on screen? Oh God, that was just oh yeah, yeah, that's an incredible. Where movie. I was just like, oh. Because you just don't know what the fuck's going on. You're like, wait, 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 is he is he alive? What? But you're also like, oh my god, it's Stabbing Bell, and you're just so excited. It was. I was like a little kid when I went to see this at the cinema. Yes. Yeah. You have a crush on him. I do. <laughs> Jigsaw is fine. It's a fine film. It's it's not. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. Right. It's, it's all right. Bad. I think I just think it's weaker than all it's the other sort of films. Not, but that's, <laughs> that's a high bar. That's a very high bar. It is a high bar. Have we had Phil's opinion yet? I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's broken. opinion. Broken. He's absolutely a broken man. I can't give... 
It's the same. They're all, they're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, Emily, have you said what you think about Jigsaw? I enjoyed it. I mean, it, I don't know. I think because I've not followed the the franchise. If I if I, that had been like, oh, as a new Saw film, and then I've gone to see that, I might have been slightly disappointed if I'd kind of because it, it does feel a little bit, a little bit uh, well, sanitised. <laughs> it's good I enjoyed it I think I think you're right like I, I agree with your assessment that it is a little bit watered down and it is just fine but I still had that massive thrill when I went to the cinema and also I got obsessed with um, you know when they, they find the, the pieces of skin in the freezer when oh, they yeah. the, yeah. the jigsaw I was like what are they made from is that wafer thin ham yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it on Saturday I was very tired having been sort of sleep deprived so <laughs> I was fixating on random weird stuff. I was going, is that ham? <laughs> Why don't you get a packet of ham tomorrow, cut them into jigsaw pieces, leave them in your fridge for your flatmate to find? I'm going to... Actually, I could get up early and do that because I'm going... Um... I'm going to Manchester tomorrow and I'm not back till Wednesday so I could just leave I could go do a morning ham shop and leave except he's not morning ham shop (laughs) as opposed to the the classic afternoon ham shop the problem is hello Miss Emily you're here on your morning ham shop you know it (laughs) the problem is my flatmate I don't think my flatmate has seen Jigsaw so he'd just be like what the fuck have you done And also, I'm really bad at any... It would be if he put all the pieces together, if he thought it was just a ham jigsaw that you'd <laughs> I kind of wish I had the arts and crafts skills to make a ham jigsaw, but alas, I feel it's beyond me. Just be a load of mangled ham. <laughs> Emily, I've got two art degrees, so I could probably post you some ham jigsaw. Oh, do it, yeah, because wafer I've got thin the ham tool. never goes we, off, does it? So just we stick should, it in. We should have a listener giveaway, you know, a ham jigsaw. <laughs> ah, yeah. If anyone wants some ham puzzle, I, I'm mostly unemployed and I have two art degrees, so let yeah, me know. Yeah, you and should I'll definitely you some do ham. that. It might work with turkey, actually, as well. This sort of turkey. Well, what I was thinking is, you know, when you get those, those ham. You know when you get those ham slices with like chicken shapes, like a bear in the middle. Yeah, yeah bear-faced chicken ham. <laughs> bear. If anyone wants some, like I'm legit because I live near an Aldi now, so I can waste oh, food. Oh yeah. Um, so if anyone wants some like <laughs> jigsaw ham puzzle, like amalgamation. Oh please do this! Seriously. Amazing. My idea for what might be in Jigsaw 2, how they can bring Tobin Bell back for that, is um, there's a flashback to when he was putting all the all the pieces he'd cut out of people, all the little ham jigsaws, <laughs> puts them all together. Big picture of Jill's face. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's quite poetic in a way. The romantic end. Yeah. The romantic. Say it with ham jigsaws this way. <laughs> I hope our saw discussion isn't actually going to last two hours in the edit. (laughs) (laughs) And to our listeners, I'm really sorry if it has. Let's play scary noises and get this fucking over with. (laughs) It's just such a good franchise. I could talk about it all day. Same. Is it? (laughs) Right, Bryony, what what noisemaker have you got? I've got my box of pins again. Good. Well, that's an easy bit to cut out. I won't have to ask you on the in the edit. It's been established in the previous episode. God, it's like bring, bringing back <laughs> the box of pins from episode 24. It's my flashback. It's my sore flashback. <laughs> yeah. 
they were a minor character and now they're a significant one. <laughs> Again, I really want to do the music, but all I can think of is do 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 pins. Here's your first fucking pair of scary noises. Listen close. No, you are not insane. Wait, can anybody else hear you? No, only you. I'm sending sound waves to your eardrum. Can you read my mind? No. I can only discern speech when you talk out loud. Now that you've allowed me to talk again, may I point something out? No. Mm-mm. No. It's, it's the music source seven. It is. Oh damn. Because it sounds quite like shit industrial. So, um, the dialogue, I haven't got a clue. Emily and Phil, do you know the dialogue? No, no idea, sorry. No. Um, the dialogue was from CJ's favourite film of last year, Upgrade. Really? I just yeah. could not, I couldn't really make it out over all the... Challenge of the game, isn't it? Uh, right, here's the second pair. From birth, you've all been given the advantages of few others. Yet through poor moral decisions, you've used these advantages to self. Dialogue saw five. Yep. Oh, I was Music. Could Bryony sing it to me? Is it Final Destination? No. Emily and Phil, music to identify. From birth you've all been given the advantages of few others. Yet through poor moral decisions, you've used these advantages to selfishly further only yourselves at the expense of others. Well, today, this singular way of thinking will be put to the test. Today, five will become one with a common goal of survival. No. It's beautiful music, wherever Yeah, it is. and I feel like I should know no, what it no is, idea. but I don't. Let the right one in. No. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was spot on, my impression. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> Here's the third one. I, I don't mean for this to be disrespectful. Maybe you should find yourself a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the stomach of your dead oh, soulmate. Wow. Look around. CJ. So six, dialogue? No. Oh. Oh. Do you want to guess on the music, CJ O'Briney? No, I was paying attention to the dialogue. The dialogue is the first one, right? Yeah, dialogue is so, yeah. Yes, it is, yeah. Any idea about the music? Don't know. Uh, The 1980 version of Maniac. Mm. Uh, So halfway through, it's 2-1 to CJ O'Briney. Here's number four. Now you say the first manifestations of your illness been the fear of hamburger and gardens. Yeah. Yes. Ah! It, I know that. Uh, no, that wasn't an actual shape. It's um the. It's like the end credits of a shit saw film. Um, four. I think it's no. <sighs> Did you get the dialogue? Um, no. Phil and Emily is uh, the music and dialogue to identify. Now you say the first manifestations of your illness have been the fear of hamburger and gardens. Uh, professionally, I'm a movie director. Horror films, usually. I filmed a pretty nasty sequence yesterday. 
During the lunch break, I went to a restaurant. Right. Uh, music, is that Saw 3? No, it's Saw 2. Oh, oh damn it. Could I have a go at the dialogue, or have I missed yeah, my on. chance? Is it Cat in the Brain? Well, you've missed your chance. Yeah, it is Cat in the Brain. I'm, wear- I'm wearing a bloody Cat in the Brain t-shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was only at the end where I got it. But, yeah. 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 Uh. I'm watching that this weekend. If you ask me next week, I'll get it. Oh, oh you'll have fun with that. It's an amazing film. You, you'll, hate, you'll hate it. Do you reckon? <laughs> it's on It's on my other half's like weird film list it's, that it's, is religious family buys. It's a weird buy. film. It's a, it's a difficult yeah. film. It's religious family is, buys it. Yeah, no, basically, my, my other half is from a very religious family. He's like not. And so they bought Cat what? in the Brain. Well, he asked for it, and I don't think they really knew what they were doing. Um, so that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's our Christmas haul. I just asked. Really? I mean, I did the sensible thing. I just asked for bath things, but he asked for yeah. Cat in the Brain, so, you know. <laughs> There's a bath thing in Saw 5. <laughs> there is a bath thing in Saw 5. What a tenuous link, Cliff. <laughs> well done. <laughs> That's quite scary what a segue. <laughs> Here's the fifth one. Yeah, they're pop rocks. They crackle in your mouth. Eat some. Thirsty? Wrong. Something you might have heard about Fucking hell, Brian. Are you right? No, I'm so happy. The dialogue's from Urban Legend. It is. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. They're pop racks. They crack. I've no idea. Saw whatever. Uh, wait, what? Do you want me to. Should we Such. Jigsaw? Yeah, 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 Something you might have heard about seeing uh, Pop Rocks and soda? Well, supposedly, their stomach and your intestine, um, everything burst. Really? Uh, Do I just have a punt? Uh, it's, I've got a complete guess that it could yeah. possibly. Saw 5? No, it's the uh, liquidised pig scene from Saw 3. Oh, man. Oh. Sorry. Of course, of course it is. And finally. This is a doctor in Norway. 30 to 40 percent success rate. Emily. Uh, it is uh, Saw 6, the dialogue. Yep, it is. Did you get the music? I didn't get the music, no. CJ and Bryony, can you get the music here? Not that it matters, you've already won. This is a doctor in Norway. 30 to 40 percent success rate with gene therapy. He injects what he calls suicide genes into cancerous tumor cells. Then an inactive form of a toxic drug is administered in it. I'm familiar with the therapy you're talking about. And a new trial starting. Yeah. So is it that fucking Guitar Wolf movie? Wild Zero? No. No, it's not, no. <sighs> um, it was uh, Sharknado. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was uh, three to CJ and Bryony, two to Emily and Phil. Now, we haven't dropped one of these for a while. 
It's a bombshell. We're losing a devil. Phil. I'm going. You've had enough, yeah? I'm going. It was sore, wasn't Bye. it? We <laughs> broke you with sore. Sore broke him. <laughs> it's really sad. It was a shame to end on sore, I must admit. Because like, like, <laughs> we've done some really amazing films that I've never heard of before. So it was a shame to sort of end on a sort of franchise that I don't massively love. But but it's been great. Thanks very much for having me for a year. Yeah. A whole freaking year. 13 episodes, in fact. But if you need your fix of Phil J. Jarrett, uh, then <laughs> listen to his Real Life Disasters <laughs> podcast, Crash Bang Wallop which is very educational. Oh, yes, bless. Thanks very much. Yeah, listen to Crash Bang Wallop. Did a Donner party this week about people eating each other. Cheers, man. And I've loved this. Thanks very much for having me, let me be a part of it. I'm sorry to have to go. Cool. I miss you, Phil. Oh, brilliant. I miss you. Yeah. I miss you too. <laughs> You're dead to me, Phil. So that's definitely all from Phil and it's just about all from the rest of us until next month when we'll be singing the praises of our favourite horror musicals. Get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook and Letterboxd. Thanks for listening and... Tube's life. (laughs) That's really good. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.